Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Good morning, all. I'll get louder. Hunter, I'll get louder. Don't turn it up. I'll get louder. So good to see you. Really glad you guys came. Merry Christmas, but not really. It's not even a Christmas service. It's a freaking Advent service. Here we go. It begins thusly. Three vignettes. The first one. Uh, On the news of pregnancy. Um, I've had some babies in my life, and uh, Ellie was first. Jude was next. (laughs) Keevan, remember I said she wasn't allowed to say anything? Jude was second, and they had been alive for a while, and our children that we mutually gave birth to, and then uh, one weekend, we are driving to Kansas City, we're loading up the van like we always do, both our families are from Kansas City, so we're headed down there, and uh, we get everything loaded up, get Ellie and Jude situated, and then we say, actually, we need you guys to jump out of the van real quick, and we have one more thing we need to do, one thing we need to tell you uh, before we head down for the weekend. Uh, we were going down to see, my grandma was dying, actually, and we were going down to see all my family. We were going to be at my grandma's. And um, we had this news, which was, and we gathered, little five-year-old Jude, seven-year-old Ellie. I got down in the middle of the yard on one leg, and I was like, well, we have a surprise for you guys. And they're like, ooh, what's the surprise? And, you know, I said something, and then we pulled out this um, sonogram picture, and Ellie, who's pretty smart, was like, oh, no, oh, is it Aunt Becca? Like, is my aunt pregnant? And Jude goes, what? What's going on? What? what are you talking about? And they're like, well, no, actually, this is mom. This is inside mom. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, well, you're going to have a little brother or sister. He goes, what kind of a surprise is that? <laughs> like, I was like, I was kind of a big one. I thought, I don't know, like, what do you think would have been a good surprise? He's like, I don't know, cake? <laughs> on the news of pregnancy. <clears throat> um, on the slog of pregnancy. So that's, you know, early and just the announcement. Um, here's on the slog of pregnancy. Uh, when Jude was still in the womb, uh, but kicking and screaming on the, almost on the way out. Uh, back in 2009, in August, it was 100 degrees. He was due whatever day, and it was one week after, um, Tabitha, who is a beast, um, was going with me um, to an old friend's wedding, an old CCF alum, Dylan Phelps' wedding in Illinois way over somewhere in the country in Illinois, out where he's from. And so she's due one week later. She's like, ah, it's not for another week. So um, we're driving to Illinois in our van again with little two-year-old Ellie. Um, Ellie's asleep in the van. And if you're a parent, if you're a set of parents driving a sleeping two-year-old in the van, your only, your only thought is, please, Lord, how long will this last? And so um, we're going, we're cruising, and it's awesome. We got the AC blasting because it's 100 degrees outside. And uh, we're in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, and I see the little light click on for like, hey, you don't have a lot of gas left. And I was like, look back at Ellie, like, yep, she's sleeping, I'll be good. And we're cruising, and so then I start to pay attention. Okay, I got 32 miles, you know, allegedly, until I run out of gas. And so I'm watching, then I'm like, well, it's 10 miles, it's no sign, okay. Oh, that's just a rest area, no gas, okay, 15 miles. Okay, still sleeping. Okay, we're all good. 20 miles. I was like, okay, there's, where the crap are we? 25 miles. I was like, oh my goodness, no. And there's just probably a sign at some point is like, hey, 54 more miles and you can have gas. And I was like, just driving, praying, like, well, at least Ellie's asleep. And then off on the side of the highway, 
100 degrees outside, middle of nowhere, Illinois. Very pregnant tab right here. Sleeping LA still, that's good. And uh, so we sit there, We I guess we had cell phones. Yeah, we called our friends who were already ahead at the wedding. Like, hey, Dom, Angela, uh, we ran out of gas. We're not that close. I don't know, like an hour and a half from you. Um, I don't want my wife and baby to die. Is there any way you guys can bring us gas? And so um, we wait. I mean, we maybe we wait an hour and a half, whatever. We're out there in the middle. Um, Tab is just very large. This is a slog, very pregnant, taking the ice cubes from, you know, her thing. We had, we had no AC. She has to walk out. I won't go into all the details, but she has to pee very badly because of the slog of pregnancy. And so just off on the side of the highway in the 100 degrees with our still sleeping Ellie in the van. So really, what could go wrong? They got us gas. We made it there. Tab was all fine. She gave birth two days later. She was a little ahead of schedule. So um, good job, babe. Good job to us. I think we can all agree. <laughs> the third and final vignette is this. It's on the mundane miracle of delivery. And a few options here. I decided to go with the, well, three options. I decided to go with this one. Um, it is the year 2007, barely. It's January. Um, instead of the 100 degrees, we have just uh, snow and ice and negative 10 degrees. And uh, Ellie is due to be born, our first baby. And uh, we're doing the doctor. We're going. We're trying to figure out when is she gonna, you know, when is she gonna be due? Whatever. We spent a lot of time walking laps at Walmart, like 90s, 90-year-old people. Instead of the 25-year-olds that we were, I'm trying to induce Ellie to think like maybe now's a good time to enter the world. And so we just we're just logging hours, walking laps at Walmart, going back to the doctor. Like, eh, it's probably still not very close. Ellie's like a week late. It's just just very late, not coming. Tab is like very insistent upon like I just I want this to happen. I don't want to be induced. I don't want whatever. Um, but then it's like a, a more than a full week late, and the doctor's like, hey, you know, we're gonna have to induce you. It should be fine, no problem. Uh, but coming on Friday. And when you come in on Friday, we'll induce you to have a baby, send you to the hospital, and uh, there you go. So we're like, oh, the slog of uh, pregnancy is culminating right now. Mark it down on our calendars. Um, this Friday, we're going to begin having a baby. How about that? So it's that day. It's, it's like snowing, you know, super hard. Uh, we live in town, and we're, we're driving on the way there, and Tab's like, I'm hungry. Like, okay, oh, well, you won't be eating for a while. I guess you should eat something. What do you want? McDonald's. <laughs> She, I don't know if she's ever eaten McDonald's in her entire life. I don't think she had. So we drive by McDonald's. Um, we get some food. We're going to the doctor, just eating McDonald's in the car. We get there. There's, like, no cars in the parking lot at the doctor's office. So I walk up. I go out in the snow, and I walk up, and there's a, a handwritten note like it's the CCF house or something, and it's just taped on the outside door. <laughs> Due to bad weather, we are closed today. And I was like... You don't want to call us? We're driving here to have a baby. What? Wait, what? And uh, like that's that's it. So I walk back to the car. I was like, "Guess we're not having a baby today." I don't know. This is on a Friday. Um, we just hang out the rest of the weekend. I don't. Maybe we get a hold of the doctor. I guess Doctor Early is pretty laid back. So maybe he's probably at a game or something. And uh, uh, we we wait the whole weekend. And then, in fact, do go back in on Sunday or Monday. Ellie is born at 11.56 p.m. on MLK J Day, which was a Monday that year, Monday following on the actual holiday, his actual birthday on um, the 15th. So everything came together perfectly um, in that mundane miracle of um, the blizzarded, delayed, induced delivery. Thank you, Lord. Welcome, Ellie. Three vignettes. For what purpose? <coughs> Not Revelation this time. Here's Romans. Um, can you stand up for the scripture? Uh, 
This is Romans 8, a bit of it. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he has seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Amen. Have a seat. Mostly I'm going to let um, the images from those three vignettes and talk of pregnancy and birth and delivery uh, ruminate and fructify on their own inside your own minds. There are um, obvious, probably, resonances with um, the Christmas story, if you're thinking about um, pregnancy and delivery and having a baby. And um, those are fine. But as I say, um, this is actually not a Christmas service. This is an Advent service. Does anyone know what Advent is? Got some shy half-hand uppers. Cool. Um, Advent is uh, simple. It's the time leading up to Christmas, these four Sundays heading up to Christmas, um, that are a time of hopeful expectation, a time of preparation for um, Christmas, for the incarnation, for um, Jesus, the good news um, that Jesus has come and God is with us. Um, so this is the season that's set apart uh, for the preparation for Christ's coming. Um, Advent recognizes um, that we as we are, busy, distracted, bored, uh, may not just be ready um, on the day for like, ah, here's Jesus, Jesus in a Christmas present, congratulations, God with you, everything's going to be great, deliverance, blah. Um, Advent says um, we live in a world uh, that, that is tilted towards sin. We live in a world um, where, where our minds and our hearts um, are shadowed, are crusted over, um, and in order for us to be able to receive the gift that is Christ, his incarnation, um, we probably need to do some work um, to ready ourselves, to be prepared to receive that with the right mind, the right heart. Um, so Advent, which began last Sunday, um, is, is the time in the, in the church year um, when we prepare to do that. Um, Advent just means coming, arrival, um, it's, it's expectation. If you're thinking pregnancy, it is we are expecting. And so uh, what I want to do with this um, Roman scripture and with this in mind, um, I just want to introduce, I want to get us um, thinking of um, three things here. Uh, from your direction, we'll go left to right. Um, Christ has come. We'll call that Christmas. Like that, that's where we're getting to, okay? Christ has come, the incarnation. Uh, here over on the other end is on that day, Christ will come again. God is going to have the final word and is going to wrap everything up um, in the way that God wants it to be. I um, mean, that, that's what our hope is in. Uh, we, we can glimpse as far off uh, on that day, um, God will make right every wrong. God will wipe away every tear from every eye. Okay? <clears throat> Those are the horizons. And uh, right here in the middle, or call it the entire meantime between those points, 
uh, is, is where we live now. Um, and here between Christ having come and Christ coming again, uh, where we are is Christ is coming. What does that kind of write a present participle? Okay, Christ is coming. It, it is real. Christmas has happened. Jesus has uh, come to earth. Uh, but still, it, we don't look on that only as a thing in the past to be fondly remembered, to be nostalgized with our Christmas traditions, blah, blah, blah. Those things are all fine. Have fun with your families. Uh, but the important thing is, because Christ has come, Christ is now coming. Like when he left, he told his disciples, I will be with you. I mean, he's still here, and we catch him in glimpses um, in, in the, the word of God when it's breathed among us. Um, we catch it in the sacraments when we take communion. Um, we catch it when we live into the reality of the kingdom that Jesus has brought, when we see um, love and forgiveness and reconciliation instead of sin and bitterness and division. Uh, in that meantime, we live in the partial reality that Christ is coming. We and the world are pregnant with the reality of God and God's kingdom being birthed into the world. It hasn't come in fullness. It's not all the way there. Uh, we know something went down. Uh, the world got pregnant on Christmas, and, and God said, here, Jesus is coming. And now we live our whole lives, um, our whole lives, this whole meantime, um, is us as hopeful, expectant, awaiting for the, the kingdom to come um, in its fullness. And um, there, there are various ways of talking about this. Theologians have, have discussed it in terms of already and not yet. Okay, Christ has already come. So as we move toward Christmas, we're remembering again um, that Christ has come and the world is different. It's different. God really has done a new thing. Uh, but that is always tempered with, always in tension with this fact um, that it's not yet fulfilled. It's not yet complete. Uh, to me, this is the only thing that makes sense of anything in the world. If both of those things aren't in place, and if we don't see ourselves as living between those, um, educated by both of them, pulled in both directions, um, I, I can't make sense of the world. Um, to, to me, otherwise, it's, it's only um, despair and nothingness. Or if we try to live as if like, hey, Jesus has come and it's only ever resurrection and celebration and aren't we so happy and we're just tricking ourselves into thinking, aren't we so happy, aren't things so great, look at all these presents. If it's only that, <clears throat> a, a worse kind of despair, whatever you want to call that, I don't know, chuckle-headed them. So here for Advent, uh, my invitation to you over these next weeks leading up to Christmas um, is that we can use this season, this little part of the year, um, as a, a practice, as a dress rehearsal, um, as a way of being unblinded, um, as a microcosm for what we're actually doing with our whole lives. Uh, we individually, we collectively as the church in the world, uh, we are Advent people. Not only in this season of Advent leading up to Christmas, uh, but in as much as we are people who live between Christ having come and Christ coming again, um, we are expectant. Uh, we're pregnant um, with the news and with the partial reality of Christ's kingdom um, having come and being made real among us. Uh, if you want to think in terms of the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount that we've been talking about all semester, um, the reason that, that we read those, that we get into those, that we think about, what does it mean to live in line with um, this new reality of God's kingdom, um, you can think of expecting parents, uh, where there's a real thing that's there and they don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but they're, but they're beginning to live now. They're beginning to make changes. 
Um, they're adjusting their, their mental habits. They're adjusting their hearts and their affections to prepare themselves for the arrival of this baby. Um, so it, it comes from outside. It comes from outside of their control. You, we, we can't help it if there's a blizzard and the baby's not born on Friday. We don't get to decide that. But what we do get to do um, is walk along um, noticing our own selfishness, noticing our own short-sightedness, um, preparing ourselves, imagining, holy cow, what will it be like to be parents, to be responsible for a baby. Uh, in the same way, uh, we as Christians, expectant um, for the fullness of Christ's kingdom and having tasted the beginning of it, the, the actual reality, we, we groan with longing and with expectation for it to be made complete. Uh, but we begin living now in ways that are more and more consistent with, with the truth of that new kingdom. And so we learn to walk in forgiveness and generosity. Uh, we, we learn to put off lust and anger. Uh, because Christ has come and that new world has broken in, uh, but we have to uh, be disciplined about it. We have to be continually educated in that way. We have to put on these habits um, to teach us how to walk into that thing that we're still waiting for. Uh, we're, we're looking over there um, for the day when God makes full and real what has begun. We're going to be sucky parents if we never think about like, oh yeah, we're pregnant and the day is going to come when the baby's actually here. Maybe, for instance, we never cleaned out this one room in our house when we moved in a year before Ellie was born and it was literally a week before she was born and we were like, we should clean out that room so the baby can live there and sleep in there. You're welcome, Ellie. We were new. Um, you're, 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 you're not good parents. You're not doing it right if you're not thinking about um, this is a temporary state that will change. And it is intimately related to and connected to the thing is coming, but it is, it's different. And so we, um, along with Paul and Romans, are groaning um, for the release, for the deliverance, um, for that day when it drops for real. Uh, over these next weeks, would you uh, pay attention to your life? Uh, would you um, look back and remember that Christ has come? Would you look ahead uh, in hope um, to the day um, when Christ will come again? Um, and would you, in this meantime, walk together with us, um, walk together with your families, with other believers, um, in this present meantime where Christ is coming? Uh, would you stand with me for a second? After just a minute of quiet here, um, I'm going to have us do a, a call and response thing. Um, it's real simple. It's three lines. Uh, I'm going to say Christ has come. I would love for you all to reply with exactly where we are right now. Uh, Christ is coming. Um, and then I'll cap it with Christ will come again. Uh, in an effort to get ourselves situated toward being ready for Christmas, toward being um, ready for living our lives uh, here in this meantime. So let's take a minute of quiet. <laughs>